Technology in the banking industry is constantly changing just like everywhere else. How do you keep up? Dave Murphy with IR is here to discuss some of the latest trends in banking technology. You would think that the trend, you know, if we talked about millennials and, and even uh, some Gen X wanting to do everything mobile, um, that's true. But we found there's a wonderful uh, survey on millennials in banking that talks about the fact that they, once they have a good experience with their bank, are three times more likely to stay with that bank than a boomer or a silver. So they have the loyalty. But what they're looking for the bank is is different. I want more uh, richer mobile clients, and banks are, are coming and doing that. Uh, I want to be able to reach uh, real-time people to transact business in a, in a mobile environment. And so banks are beginning to roll out applications that go ahead and do that. Probably the biggest one is, is, um, is putting video conferencing within the branches. So if I could walk into a bank, hey, I want a mortgage. Sorry, the mortgage guy's only here on Thursday. I walk out and I get the mortgage from somebody else. That's called leakage in the banking industry. But if you if I walk in and say I want to talk about a mortgage and you bring me to a cube that's got a small video unit and you bring me and connect me with the mortgage guy who is at another branch but free, I actually begin to file share, fill out my form. I'm engaged. I maybe even complete the application process. And that reduces linkage. And if I can just keep one out of five people, I'm going to see a 20% increase in per branch revenue. So they're being great about that. The other thing, if you expand it a little bit to the finance side, obviously heavily regulated. They need to ensure that, you know, you don't want to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal because you can't find the calls you were supposed to record under regulatory compliance. And so things like that, you know, it's all about security. It's all about CRA. Um, you know, and and making sure it's secure. At the same time, finance, especially um, you know, personal wealth, private banking, and private equity, uh, especially private banking and and wealth management, are beginning to use these collaboration services to meet with their clients. And so, I meet with my financial guy on a web conference, and he can share his screen and say, "This is a REIT. This is a bond. These are the different yields. This is the different trends." And I can make decisions. And there's an interesting study out there that says when I see two financial choices visually, right, because we're visual learners for the most part, I make a faster financial decision and execute. All right. I may have to switch over to a more compliance, um, you know, secure environment to do that final. But I can do all that review. And I meet with my lawyers that way, too. So there's there's these trends in banking where I want to reach out and get no more revenue by using these tools. I want to enhance my personal contact with my clients, and that just goes to client retention because right? people move around a lot and people, you know, if I can see you on video and you're my guy and I have a, I feel a personal relationship with you, I'm going to stay longer. And then on the other, you know, back-end office side, it's, it's all about security. You said something really interesting there, talking about how the, uh, the millennials – uh, you know, the, their loyalty level, really, you, you, what you described there is user experience is really a primary driver for their loyalty, which is surprising. Um, you know, if I'm a banker now, that I'm going to take that into account in terms of some of the other products that I offer if I understand that user experience is really what's going to drive loyalty with them. That could be a game changer for them. For that could be disruptive. And those banks that get out early and provide those environments are the ones that are going to win. Not only, you know, a video, you know, in the branch with the mortgage example, but going back to what millennials are looking for from companies that they buy from. 
give me access to information, give me access to forum, give me access to people in a easy way and a, you know, look, that has a social feel to it that I can access from my mobile device. And if you provide that to me, I'm going to stay with you, even if I get, you know, you know, a, a tenth of a point less interest or something. So that was a very interesting um, observation that came out of that study. So what about regionally as you look across the world or, or you know, we talked about the regulations. Um, this is a heavily regulated industry, as you pointed out. Uh, what are some of the different challenges that need to be addressed, you know, when you compare the U.S. to Japan to, uh, you know, Europe? Uh, what, what are, are, are there some consistencies there or is it or is it just sort of. Uh, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do depending on the regulations. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, there's consistency in the way that you show revenue and the time that you have to um, you know um, confirm trades and clear clear the you know the the trade desk you know true ups at the end of the day and things like that. They all have to do it. They may do it in different ways you know regionally, but uh, from a regulatory compliance standpoint, uh, there's there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, depending on where you are, some some environments are very difficult to do business in. India, Brazil, China, and that's more of a regulatory uh, thing than a, than a technology thing. And so, you may see greater adoption of these types of next gen applications within banking and finance in in Europe and the U.S. before you do in some of the other you know major growth company, uh, countries. And you mentioned a constant concern is security, and and uh, that's sort of an ever-present, ever-evolving situation too, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, just take a look at the threats, take a look at WikiLeaks, take a look at what's happening in the U.S. You know, presidential uh, environment. Um, you know, if I lose my customers' data, I am done. You know, and so security spending is going way, way up. And a lot of it's coming out of compliance and not IT. Matter of fact, over the last three years, almost 20% of IT budgets have moved out to the line of business. And Gardner says that may be up to 50% by 2021, I think, 20 or 2021. And so part of agility is I'm not going to go to IT to have them do this big review. If I look at a line of business application that's going to drive whatever it is, and we're going to start talking about line of businesses, um, then I'm going to go ahead and make that investment because I see the ROI. And, and guess what? IT, you're just going to have to keep it running, but I'm not even going to come through you to get it. Uh, and so that's that's a big difference too. And a lot of those applications that they're spending on is security. Join us next time when Dave looks at trends in healthcare technology. For more podcasts and blogs, be sure to visit IR.com.